How many likes uh, Despicable Me? Anybody? Yeah, I remember when the, the, first, the first one came out, I thought, really, a kid's movie called Despicable Me? You know, what is it we're teaching our kids? But, uh, and how many of you seen Despicable Me 3? Everybody seen it? Anybody? Oh, okay. A few of you. Okay. So we're going to talk about that just a little bit. And this is a family worship day. Uh, we got so much we want to do with uh, Summer of Serve. We thought it would just be a good day to kind of pull in uh, the kids as well and, uh, and, and brag on what they're doing as well and, uh, and, and just let them be a part of this. And so I am going to be short, uh, I promise, you know, because I know we all have attention, uh, shorter attention spans these days. And, and uh, this morning, probably our, our average attention span is a lot lower because, uh, because the age is also a lot lower today. So um, I'm going to get into this real quick, but um, also there, there are, don't, 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 we're not going to be long this morning, okay? Don't miss anything. If you think you need to step out for something real quick, hold it, okay? All right, hold it if you can, because you don't want to miss anything else that's going to happen in the rest of this service, okay? Because this is going to be awesome. I got some things to share with you. Yeah, we're not done with Summer of Serve. We've actually got one big thing and, and a kind of a medium-sized thing still going uh, that actually hasn't even kicked off yet, either one of them, okay? So we'll tell you about that. Let's have a word of prayer, and let's talk a little bit about Despicable Me, but more importantly, let's talk a little bit about, about God and His Word. Father, I thank you, God, for uh, our kids. I thank you, God, for the time together here today. I praise you for uh, allowing us to be together and uh, for all the work that has been done, the serving that has been accomplished already. God, I thank you for 99 people so far that have been involved in Summer and Serve, and there'll be more and more in the next couple of weeks, God. And uh, thank you, God, for the lives that have been touched. And, Lord, that, uh, and, I, and I know some of the lives have been touched, and they know it was you. And some of them, God, it was just barely a seed planted. But we ask you, God, to, to take advantage of that and let it be the opportunity, God, to grow something big out of. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Okay. So, Despicable Me 3, uh, you know, I don't know that there are lots of morals to uh, lots of the kids movies that are out these days but the one thing that I kind of got out of this was, was uh, you know how we live our life how we choose to live our life and uh, the first thing is is live in the present now uh, those of you who've seen Despicable Me and uh, you, you you know about Balthazar uh, Balthazar I don't even know how you say his first name but uh, he, he's the villain in this whole thing the brat you know, the evil brat and you know he 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 doesn't live in today he was on TV as a child actor and then got fired, you know, and everything, lost everything. And so he's never been able to get out, you know, when his heyday was, never been able to get out of the 80s. Anybody here still stuck in the 80s with uh, Evil Brat? Anybody? You look around, see if anybody's still dressing like the 80s, you know. Uh, and, you know, we understand that we shouldn't be living in the past, Right. But I think we only see halfway why we shouldn't be living in the past. Now, a lot of people live in the past, you know, because, I know, I know what you're thinking, a lot of people live in the past because they've been hurt in the past. Well, it goes a little deeper than that. A lot of people live in the past because that was the last time they remember being happy. You see, because, yeah, even though he was hurt in the past, and, and it's almost like you see people like this, and it's like their life ends right there, and the rest of the world goes on, and they can't get any further. And it's not just because they've been hurt. It's because, you know, right before they got hurt, they were probably the happiest because they haven't been happy since then. And so they want to live in, in the 80s for, for Brett, but, uh, you know, but for others, just wherever it is. And, and so they, they still keep trying to get back to that happiness. And so, you know, I, I know we probably all know that 
uh, we, we don't need to live, you know, in our, our past, you know, problems, and we don't need to live in the past things that have hurt us, you know, the scars that we have from yesterday, the, the way people have, have injured us and taken advantage of. We don't need to live in that, but we can't even afford to live in yesterday's blessings. Because, see, that's what Brad was trying to do. He was trying to live in the 80s when he was up here. He wasn't, he wasn't really hanging on to that so much because, he, because of what people had done to him. He was hanging on to that because that was his thing. That's, what, that's all he thought he was. And some of you, you think that's all you were, what you were before. Maybe you had a, a problem or whatever. Okay, let me, let me show you a scripture, though. Uh, this is in Exodus. And let me set this up a little bit. This is when the Israelites, the Israelis, the nation of Israel was walking through the wilderness, and God gave them manna from heaven. Okay, they, He just gave them miraculous food that they could eat. And uh, in uh, chapter 16, verse 19, Moses told them, when you gather this manna, don't keep any of it until morning. But some of them didn't listen to Moses, and they kept some of it until morning. But by then, it was full of maggots and had a terrible smell, and Moses was very angry with them. Now, this manna was God's gift out of heaven for them. To this was not something that was bad. Like, see, we all know that we can't live in yesterday's mistakes, and we can't live in yesterday's problems, or we can't live in yesterday's abuses and being mistreated. We can't even live in yesterday's blessings. You know, this, this, and this was just one day. The very next day, it, it, it started stinking, and maggots were there. And, and, you know, when you start trying to live in yesterday's blessings, it's going to start stinking. Maybe not to you, and, you know, that's the way it is, right? Aren't we the last ones to smell what's wrong with our lives, you know? I mean, you know, if you don't take a shower, you're probably not the first one to notice that you got a, a, an odor problem, right? It's everybody else around. Same thing goes for here, too. If you're living in yesterday's blessings even, that's going to start stinking after a while. It's not going to be what it used to be. So we can't live in our past, but we also can't live in our future, okay? It, it, you can't live in the future either. Now, now uh, in the in, Gru had something happen to him, um, and, and I'll just go ahead and read this since we got it up here already. Some people, like procrastinators, live in the future focused on what might be instead of what is. Some people live in the future focused on what might be instead of what is. I'd, I'd say there's probably more of us today who are looking toward the future trying to figure out how to get to where they want to get to, and they're, they're thinking about the what might be instead of the what is. They're, they're thinking about what they might do instead of actually doing it today. They're living in the future. Now, this was, uh, you know, in this movie, Gru, who is, you know, he's, he's kind of the star of, of the whole series. Gru loses his job. And when he loses his job, he's got a decision to make. You know, I, I, I'm right here. I got, I've lost my job. And, you know, things have got to get better from where I am. And so he's got a decision to make is, is how and am I going to make this better? Because here, here's the real solution to it is you got to work today to build tomorrow. That if you aren't living in today and you aren't working on today, there is not going to be a tomorrow worth having. You know, you can't just live in the tomorrow. And, and Scripture, got one for you here too as well from Word of God. Uh, Proverbs 27, 1, don't brag about tomorrow since you don't know what the day will bring. And, and you know, we hear people talking about, man, you know, I'm going to do this tomorrow or next week or next year or 10 years from now I'm going to be doing this. You don't know what tomorrow may bring. And it's not coming unless you're living in today and working on today. That's where, you know, that, that's where tomorrow comes from. Tomorrow comes from the seeds that are planted today. 
Tomorrow comes from doing the right things today, a great tomorrow. And a bad tomorrow comes from not doing those right things, maybe doing wrong things or just not doing anything at all. So if you want to have that future, you can't just say, I'm going to one day. you got to actually have to do it. So like today, I want some of you to go ahead and decide that in, in uh, about three weeks, you're going to get into a small group because you need to be in a small group. Some of you have been thinking, yeah, I need to get in a small group. You're still talking about I'm going to get in a small group next semester, right? How many times have I heard people say next semester, next semester? You don't know what next semester holds. You don't know what, what the next, you need to decide right now. When we kick off small groups again in September, I am getting into a small group. You need to make decisions. It's, it's not about tomorrow. It's about right now, today, making the decision. I'm going to do this because this is important. This is, this is what I need to do to, to have a great tomorrow. I got to work on the today right now. And so work on today. Make your mind up for, for your little boys and your little girls. They need to get into Royal Rangers. They need to get into, into girls stuff, the girls clubs. They need to get, and they're going to be kicking off in just a couple of weeks. They need to get involved. And if you've got questions about any of these things, you can go ahead and ask back at the table in the back of the room if you've got any questions about any of those. But you need to make the decision right now. You know, because if you wait, you know what happens? Oh, life gets in the way, right? You know, that, that tomorrow that you, you're thinking, I'm going to do it tomorrow, all kinds of other things get in the way between today and tomorrow. Okay, so last little point right here. Yes, believe it or not, last little point, okay? Is, is, and we're going somewhere with this. Is live for something bigger than yourself. Now, that's not what Brat did. That's not what Drew did, Drew's brother, that we're introduced to in this movie. That's not what the Minions did. I mean, the minions, they were off running around doing a little thing. I mean, they, they were on a totally, totally different track from everybody else in the movie. I mean, you know, and it, and, you know, it makes for a funny movie, a lot of the stuff they did, but it doesn't make for much of a future or a life. Live for something bigger than yourself. Let me throw this at you right here, okay? Because only those who live for something bigger than themselves are ever really fulfilled in their lives. You will never be fulfilled in your life living for yourself. You will never be fulfilled just getting all you can for yourself. You will never be fulfilled like, like Brat did or like, or like uh, Drew did because Drew was, was all about, you know, hey, let's go back and do this thing. Let's get back to, to the heritage that our dad tried to pass on to us, us and, and let's do that. It, you'll, you'll never be fulfilled in life living for yourself. That's why we say it, and Lexi said just a few moments ago, is that it's not about us. It's not about me. I'm a child of God. One, there was a day that it was all about me. But as soon as I had met Jesus Christ, you know what? It's now about somebody else that needs to know Jesus, that needs to have an awesome life, that needs to have fulfillment in their life. So let me tell you a story that started about two weeks ago. All right? And just take, we're going to have to just take just a second to get set up to tell you the story, all right? Yes, that's supposed to happen, okay? Y'all don't get worried. That's, that's supposed to be happening. All right. About two weeks ago, a family in our church donated this used car to our church 2911. Now, what do we need with a used car, right? Well, we don't really need a used car, but, man, we've always got something we can do with things, right? And so we began working on it. It's really in good shape. 
Uh, the engine is great. I mean, it's a Honda Accord. It's got a lot of miles on it, but it's a Honda Accord. You know about Honda Accords. I mean, we're a Honda family. You know, we really love Hondas. But we had the, we had the brakes changed. Uh, we had windshield changed, uh, windshield wipers changed, had the oil changed, uh, had, uh, had it detailed top to bottom, topped off the gas tank this morning and all of that. You know, so we've had all, all these little things done, even, even uh, touched up the, the hubcaps and lots of these things. So we've been, we've been working on this. For, actually had to have it rekeyed as well and been working on this for about two weeks, you know, just, just to get. So now we've got this car that's really, it's, it's not just drivable. It is ready to be driven. And the cool thing about it was, and if you'll get me those, yeah, uh, I don't know if y'all noticed, but uh, I don't have a boot or crutches or anything this morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I need to come off the stage, but I, I don't need to jump just yet, okay? So, I'm going to ask uh, Andrew to bring me some steps so I can step down. One of the cool things that happened uh, is... Right at the time that we were having this given to us, we found out about a family that needed a car. And they don't even attend this church. You know? And uh, I don't know what ruse their family got them over here. It's the 9 o'clock service this morning, but Bryce and Lena, here's the title. <laughs> to the <laughs> Love you guys. Love y'all. <laughs> wow. Next, next time Pierce invites you over to church, y'all definitely coming, huh? Right? <laughs> so, uh, only one thing, Bryce. You can't take it home just yet. I want to tell the story in the second service, if that's all right, okay? <laughs> but uh, after the service, you guys, you guys can take it home. Here, here's, this, is, this is the reason I wanted to do this in the middle of this sermon right here. Because only people who live for things bigger than themselves are ever truly fulfilled in their life. It, this reminds me of a story, one of my favorite giving stories that I've used, I don't know how many times through the years. Let me tell you this story real quick. There was a businessman, young businessman, comes out of his office building one day and his brand new shiny car is sitting there in front of the building and he sees this little kid this little kid is nasty, dirty, old clothes, looks like a street child, looks like somebody, you know, that nobody wants, and, and uh, he is admiring the car. And as he walks up, and he, the, the businessman walks up, and he asks the little boy, says, you like that? And he says, wow, is this your car, mister? And he says, yeah, that's my car. He says, you must have a great job to be able to afford a car like that. And he said, well, you know, I do have a good job, but actually my brother just gave me this car for my birthday. And the little boy said, Wow, I wish, and as he paused there, the young man thought he knew what the boy was going to say. I wish I had a brother like that, right? Right? Is that one on what you think? But then the little boy continued. He said it, it started over. He says, I wish I could be a brother like that. And then the young man was like, oh, what? You know, he, he was taken aback, and he thought, what in the world is in this little boy that has nothing that makes him, instead of thinking about himself, think about somebody else? And he's starting to get choked up now, you know? And he said, well, uh, would you like to take a ride in it? 
And he said, would I? So they pile in. He buckles him up. They take off down the street. Little boy's hitting every one of those little buttons because it's got everything, you know. He shows them how, you know, you raise the seat so that you can see out better and all of those things. And he's going through all of this. Everything's happening. And, uh, and, and then the little boy says, can we drive by my house? And so the, you know, the young man, he thinks, okay, he's wanting to show off. He's wanting to drive by, roll the window down, and yell at everybody, wave, blow the horn and everything. And he says, sure, sure. So he drives to his house, and he's going to drive by. He doesn't see any kids. And, and, and the little boy says, says, no, pull over right here, if you will, right up right here. So he pulls over right in front of this house, old house. Little boy jumps out, runs. He says, I'll be right back. He runs inside, and in just a couple of minutes, he comes back out. The man rolls down his window. But as, he's, as the little boy's coming out, he's got an even smaller little boy with him. And he's helping him walk because the little boy can't walk. He's almost having to carry him just to get him to the edge of the porch and sit him down on the steps. And as he sits him down there on the steps, he starts telling the story. See that car right there? That man riding in it, that's his car. And his brother gave him that car. And one of these days, I'm going to have a good job and I'm going to make enough money to buy you a car like that so that people don't have to carry you everywhere you want to go. You can go when you want to, wherever you want to go. And now the young man in the car is just about bawling. Gets out and goes and picks up the little crippled boy. And he says, come on, let's go for a ride. Takes them back. They both, all three of them now back in the car, buckled up. And he takes them on the ride of their life. A ride they'll never, ever forget. You know, when I was young in ministry especially, there were a lot of times that there was not enough money. There were a lot of times that I didn't have enough just to get by, and I'd see something like this happen, and you know what I'd think? I would think, why doesn't God do something like that for me? You know, everybody else is getting all these blessings. You know, I think that. It's like, here, I'm the one suffering. I'm the one sacrificing. Why doesn't God do something like that for me? But, you know, as we mature, and hopefully you are maturing, right, you know, you may be physically mature, but I'm talking about spiritually mature. As you mature, especially in your spirit of giving, I hope you will become like this little boy. And like I've become better at, maybe not perfect yet, and I hope you see something like this and you say, man, I want to give like this. I want to have, I want God to bless me so that I can give. I want to be a part of that kind of a thing. That's the reason I wanted you to see uh, probably the biggest serve project that has happened uh, in this summer of serve this year. Um, uh, three families gave uh, money. One family donated the car. Some donated their labor, just did some labor on it for free. And some of you may be saying, I, I, I would like to have been involved in that. I can't do anything in the car, but I give some money. And, you know, I almost asked you to. I almost sent out an email, almost waited to this moment to say, and if you want to be a part of this, you want to give $25 or $50 toward it, the church has got less than $500 in, in, in expense in this. You know, if you really wanted to do that, good. But instead of asking you to do that, I want to whet your appetite for doing something because we got a big project we're about to kick off. And Andrew, who just drove the car in a moment ago, Andrew's going to be in the back, and he's got a big serve project coming up. And it uh, has to do with house repairs and remodels, remodeling. So you maybe have an idea of what's going on a little bit there. But just that, if you could do that kind of stuff or if you just want to make an offering, talk to Andrew. Andrew's standing over there. Yeah, talk to Andrew when you get back there. He'll be back there waiting on you at the end of the service, okay? 
So, and this is, this one and Andrew's projects are, pro, are the two big serve projects for this year. And so if you miss this one, get involved with this one that's coming up. And I still got to set dates on when to get some work done, so, but just see Andrew or if you want to give toward it. He can tell you all the details at the end of service, okay? So now, go ahead, Andrew, if you want to. Now, let me ask you to do something. Can I get you to stand and come to the front with me? If you're a first-time attender, we like to close around front with a final song and a final prayer. And we'd love to have you join us. Yeah, if we get our... We'd love to have you join us around front. We're backing the car out of the way, so, so we have a little more room down here. We'd love to have you join us if you feel comfortable. You might not need a new car today or a used car today. You might, who knows what you need, whatever it is. You, you got your family with you. Your family's got a need. Prayer team members are standing here facing you. That's the, got their lanyards on, looking at you. They're ready to pray with you over that. You know, and um, this is not the only need that's been met this morning. I began hearing about another need this morning as well that's being met right now. So, you know, it's not... It's not selfish when God says, come to me, ask and receive, seek and find, knock and I'll open the door. It's not selfish then to walk up and ask, to walk up and knock on the door, to walk up and say, okay, God, I'm here. If you got a need this morning, come on, because the God of this church that has such a giving spirit, that God, the God that is meeting all these other needs, the God that is doing this, he's concerned about your need as well. So come let the prayer team pray with you. Bring your whole family. If you're concerned about something with your family, you're concerned about, I mean, school's just starting back, you want to pray, bring, them, bring your kids up. Let a prayer team member join you and just pray a prayer covering over all of, all of your family today. And just believe God to protect them or, you know, whatever the need is, you know. I, I said kind of jokingly last week, you know, if you need a new job or you just need a new boss, you know. <laughs> you know, hey, put it in God's hands. God's got a plan bigger than you can even imagine today. You know, and it's not that you want to get somebody fired. Maybe, maybe God's going to promote them so you can have a better boss. I don't know. Put it in God's hands. God's got plans that you haven't even thought of yet. He can do, his word says, exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or even think. 